Hey, what's up, man? All right, that's about it. All right, to start off, let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and try and uh, introduce yourself, kind of uh, what you're doing right now, and then we'll we'll get into these these questions and a little bit of uh, talk about sports, obviously, since it is a sports show. <laughs> oh, it's a sports show. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm a I go by the name of Jay Swan. I'm a hip hop artist from Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, you know um, I'm happy to be on this show, man. I'm happy to be on here. Hey, we're happy to have you here. So let's just get straight into the questions. Uh, this is my first time interviewing, so whoever's listening, whoever does end up listening to this, any sort of feedback, I'm good with any sort of constructive criticism. Um, so to start off, what got you into rap initially? And to elaborate on that question, not like as a fan, but like career-wise, what was there a moment in life? Was it just like putting words out there? Was there an artist? What was it? Well, um, ever since I... Um... I can remember when I was a kid, like, uh, I knew I wanted to do something for, like, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like when I first watched uh, 8 Mile, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, with Eminem, mm-hmm. it made me, like, okay, maybe I could do, like, a little bit of, you know, spitting. Because, like, you know, I always wanted to be a rapper, but, like, you know, seeing a guy like Eminem, you mm-hmm. know, do I was like, yeah, that maybe I could something do, you know, do that and like you know i always wasn't like you know writing you know poetry or just writing period just to express yeah, yeah, yeah. just to express i was gonna say that's the same reason i did this i just want to express my point on sports and entertainment just put my point out there because you can have all the friends and family you want to talk to but you can you can only talk their ear off so much so that's why you you put out music and i'm sure other people put out music and other people have radio shows like this is this is why i'm doing this so follow up on that what do you like most about rapping and rhyming oh man that is a no one has actually asked me that question before really like yeah really no one (laughs) has ever asked me that like i love the structure of like writing bars i love how you could just make anything until like you know you could just sandwich a word or like bending word it's like rap i feel like rap and poetry is like the rawest form of like you know just expressing because like anyone could be a poet anybody could be a wordsmith anybody could be a lyricist anybody could just give you metaphors similes and i love giving out double entendres and like you know it could just go over people's heads and then like you know they'll pick it up later they don't pick it up at the first time but they'll pick it up later on like oh that's what he meant like, yeah. that's what I enjoy about, you know, the art, you know, of rhyming for real. That's what I really love. Like, the art of lyricism. Okay, now to, to break that down a little bit, I was going to ask, there's always, there's multiple types of songs. Like, any, at least from, from my point of view, when I'm listening to any sort of genre, and I've told you before, I like almost all kinds of music. Anything from rap to country to rock, like, anything, but... There's always those two types of songs. There's one that's more of a story-oriented, or there's one that's just more of a hype-up song. What do you, as a writer and an artist, what do you like writing more? What's more fun for you? Do you like writing a song about like a story in your life or something that's more of a somebody just throw on their headphones and listen to while they're working out? Like which which one's more favorable for you? Um, I would say this. Like, um, it really all depends. Like, I mean, I love writing stories like stories bring like vivids like mm-hmm. 
what Biggie did for like I got a story to tell mm-hmm. or like you know suicide thoughts with Nas yeah. when he did rewind like you know going mm-hmm. backwards in the story um Jay-Z went from and like you know stuff like songs like those like um I got a song called Everyday Struggle yeah I've my- heard that on my uh, album, uh, Black Swan, and this is me storytelling about losing my grandmother, um, you know, her, you know, losing her house, um, mm-hmm. you know, after she passed away, and, like, you know, my struggles of, like, you know, almost, you know, pretty much being broke, like, yeah. being broke sucks, and then, like, you know, within, like, the first five minutes of, like, hand the everyday struggle beat, it didn't mm-hmm. take me long to write the first 12 hours. It took me like at least maybe five to 10 minutes. Hmm. That's interesting. I've always wanted to ask somebody that in the uh, music industry. So to end, to end off the, this part of the conversation on your music career, what's next for your rap career and you in general? Man. I know you've had a couple songs out these past, I want to say the past year. You had, I, I can't remember what the latest one was called. Y'all remind me on that one. Then you had Death Around the Corner. Yeah. Which is one of my personal favorites from your. From oh, you. thank but you. Then you had then you had another one. I can't remember what it was called. Past Life. Was, that's right. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, I what's mean, next for you? Man, I'm just like, you know, getting my, you know, of course, like promoting my um, music, like on Spotify, like my Black Swan album, but also, you know, getting my brand out there. And keep putting out material because um, what I really want to do. Also, thank you for buying one of my shirts and people. He has really supported, like you know, my brand for real. He got one of my shirts. Yep, he got the Jay Swan shirt, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I have some people you know rocking with me with the shirts, and like you know, it's a really great feeling. Like you know, people that believe in my brand and was also coming out. I'm not going to say, like, you know, it might come out, let's see, next year. It may come out next year, but, like, my, I'm working on a new album called Black Swan 2, The Therapeutic Sessions. Okay. So, be on the lookout for that. All right, I will. All right, let's get into sports here real quick. Not really sports. It's can, this is kind of for anybody. It's sports entertainment. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people call it fake, whatever. You and I are both big professional wrestling fans. Um, recently in WWE, there have been a lot of releases the past two years. There are rumors of maybe the company being not totally bought. I saw something where Vince McMahon said, or there's an idea that Vince McMahon was going to sell a portion of the company to a big media outlet, something like Disney or ESPN. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts on like all these releases? Well, um, dang, I just recently found out like, you know, about the releases, like I was surprised they let go Nia Jax. I was like, really? Yeah, yeah. they really let her go. And like, um, there was a few people that got let go. Like, I think Eva Marie. Um, who Eva else? Marie wasn't surprising because of the fan backlash. Yeah, and then not that I'm putting her down on being released. I'm just saying that's just from my point of view. I wasn't surprised on that. The only thing I was really surprised on was. Nia Jax and Keith Lee, because maybe Nia Jax wasn't best. Oh, you mean Nia that. Jax? Nia Jax, I said Nia. I keep wanting to say Nia for some reason. Yeah, Nia it does Jax. look like a Nia. Yeah. Uh, Nia Jax um, was always great on the mic and great in promos. I wasn't a big fan of her entering work, but she was pretty good for what she could do. And then Keith Lee, I was surprised on being released. But if they're trying to sell the company at some point or a portion of it, 
you kind of want to chop down some stuff so it makes sense, I guess. Well, I don't, um, I remember, um, you know what's crazy? I remember someone talking about possibly, you know, Vince McMahon selling the WWE. And honestly, if you want to be real, that's a, I think that would be bad for business because like, if you have these big corporations, like we, we are like died hard wrestling fans. And if you yeah. sell it to a company that doesn't really give a crap about wrestling and don't know anything about, you know, wrestling, then yeah. that could be pretty bad, really bad, honestly. Yeah. Cause they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do promos. They'll try to make it to like, you know, maybe, I don't know, family oriented. I mean, family oriented or, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make it too rated G. And yeah, like wrestling is not all about that. No. Yeah, you kind of got to have a happy medium. There's like the attitude era type stuff. Then there's the kid type stuff. Then there's the sport type atmosphere, which I think they need to incorporate more in both WWE and all the elite wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't watch a lot of. I've watched it a couple of times. Um, only thing I really I really didn't start watching and paying attention fully um, until CM Punk returned in August, which I thought was really cool. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, CM Punk. Like, uh... Did you watch that return? Yeah, I saw it on, you know, it's funny. I saw the clip of that. I was like, wow, this has got to be one of the biggest moments of all of wrestling of this year. Like, yeah. a guy like CM Punk deserves his flowers. Yeah. Because, like, um, I felt like WWE did not, they didn't see the vision like, you know, most of the fans did. Like, what I seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like CM Punk could have been the equivalent of like okay him and Cena could have been like the Stone Cold and the Rock of the 2010s you yeah. see what I'm saying like yeah. the fans were really backing up CM Punk yeah. CM Punk was a clear fan favorite and he had to build himself up to mm-hmm. a point where like man like I'm not getting the recognition I deserve and like you know WWE had some hard times in the 2010s, and I'll yeah, tell yeah. you that they really did. And like, I feel like you know, letting go of CM Punk was one of them. Yeah, it was. Uh, I know he didn't really like it there, and that's kind of that's kind of how it is with everybody. Where some people are like, some people love their job, and another person that has the same job as them hates it, just how they perceive it. Which even CM Punk said that on a podcast. I think it was on one of Barstool Sports uh, podcasts. I can't remember what it was called. But CM Punk was on there, and he said it was really cool that Daniel Bryan enjoyed his time there and said thank you, but Punk didn't. It's kind of like kind of a – I can't really think of what I'm saying here. It's kind of a one person's going to enjoy it, but it doesn't mean another person's going to. So it doesn't mean everybody has to like something right. as everybody else does. Not everybody right. has the same has, – has to have the same opinion, opinion but let's right. move on. Um, to your Philadelphia Eagles, you're a big Eagles fan. Uh-huh. First off, uh why I, on my, one of my first episodes, the first couple episodes, I explained why I'm a Chiefs fan, why I'm this. And when I bring more guests on, I'm gonna say, Why are you this fan? Why are you why why are you this? Why why are you an Eagles fan? What made you become an Eagles fan? Ooh, this starts off a long time ago. This this um was when ESPN NFL 2K5 was out. And like okay. I was playing it, right? And I was like, you know, before I was like a Steelers fan because of my grandfather. But I felt like I wanted to have like my own team for real. Yeah. And um 
like I said, I was playing NFL uh, 2K5. And, you know, the first team I played was the Eagles. And, you know, Terrell Owens or T.O. was on the uh, cover of the game. And the game was only like $20 back then. And I had it on the Xbox. I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, um, what happened was that I was playing with the Eagles and I loved the offense. I was like, man. Eagles, I was, gonna, I was like, I love Brian Westbrook. I love the defense. I love – um, Javon Kirst, Corey Simon, Jeremiah Trider, the whole DBs, Lito Shepard, um, Michael Lewis, Sheldon Brown, like that team was like serious to win the Super Bowl. And I was like, you know what? I like this team. And T.O. is my favorite football player, period, of all time. And I was yeah. like, yeah, let me roll with this team. I was like, yeah, I like the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've, uh, it's kind of hard to root against a team that has Andy Reid or Donovan McNabb. <laughs> and in to like you said um, yeah and uh you know um andy reed is a legend and y'all lucky to have him for real yeah I'm, as a chiefs fan i'm very lucky to have him i hope he coaches for a few more year, few more years and retires so i don't want him to see him coach too long and then end up kind of losing it in the end but um we'll see where that goes from there looking at your eagles now how are you feeling about them this year they're right now they're three and five third in the nfc east nfc east Jalen Hurts isn't looking bad. He's fast. His, I feel like his arm's kind of all over the place. But other than that, you seem like you have a decent head coach who knows what he's doing. And Jalen Hurts looks like he might be an all-the-time talent. Yeah, he is a real talented, um, you know, uh, quarterback. And um, people say this is like his uh, rookie year. Well, it's kind of like half and half with him because he did play last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, I um, – I'm giving Jalen Hurts a shot because he is a talented kid. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, he knows how to get out of, uh, you know, he knows how to avoid getting sacked. He can read defenses. My yeah. issue with, like, Jalen Hurts is, like, you know, sometimes his decision-making to, like, throwing the ball. Yeah. And, like, um, you know, I'm not surprised that our record is at three and five, but I'm yeah. not going to put it all on Jalen Hurts. No. Because, like, he doesn't really, like, okay. The problem, I feel like, with the Philadelphia Eagles is, um, okay, Nick Sariani, um, I'm not really too big on Nick Sariani because, like, he's not running the ball like he should. If you have Miles Sanders, who is potentially a pro bowler, and he yeah. could get you a 1,000 yards a year, and I'm like, bro, use him. But, no, it's like. Jalen Hurst, I don't, I don't want my quarterback to throw like fifty times in a game. That's not going to no. work. You have to have a balanced, you know, um, a balanced team, a balanced offense with the running and the passing. And like, um, I'm not going to give, you know, give up on my Eagles because, like, you know, I feel like we can win at least maybe seven to eight games. That's the most I could give them. Um, I'm not saying we are going to the Super Bowl or the pro, I mean, playoffs or anything like that, but I still have, you know, high hopes for the team. Mm -hmm. But another problem I feel like what Philadelphia, the Eagles, you know, have is not just Nick Sariani. Mm -hmm. I would say it's Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah, I was going to say the funniest thing from um, one of my most – the most memorable thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're much of a baseball fan, but at least the Philadelphia team, the Phillies, yeah. I think in the middle of a game in May, 
there was a fire Howie chant. So Philly fans are kind of fed up with Howie at this point. Oh my goodness. Yes. Like, um, okay. Um, let's take it back. Like with, uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Yeah. Doug Peterson. I felt like through the game last year against the, uh, Redskins, because he got tired of Howie Roseman. Like, they weren't having a good uh, season anyway. And, like, you know, he benched Jalen Hurts just to get fired. And I don't blame him. And, like, Carson Wentz, like, you know, um, I felt like that's like a slap to the face towards Carson Wentz. Because, like, okay. They, uh, he was coming off a very good year with the, um, when he took the um, Eagles to the playoffs when they were 9-7, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you draft this kid, Jayla Hurts, that's like, okay, they don't believe in him. They don't yeah. believe in me at all. So, like, man, like, it's a lot of pressure to cause uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah. And, like, you know, the offense and, like, you know, the leadership. Now, the problem with, like, you know, Howie Roseman is he does not know how to draft picks. Like, there was a few times where he could have um, he could have got the kid from the uh, – who plays for the Bengals. Was Jamal it Jamal Chase? Chase? Yeah. We could have got Jamal Chase. And, like, um, a, who was that other kid, too? Justin Jefferson. I really want a Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But they uh Howie Roseman picked up what's his name? Um Devontae Smith. I'm trying to figure out what the kid name is. Um pretty sure it's Devontae Smith, right? Um is or oh, I don't think it's Odega Whiteside, but um not not Devontae Smith. I'm actually I'm like, okay, they picked Devontae Smith. They did something right for once, besides, yeah. you know, getting Dallas got her. Um, what's yeah. the kid name? Um, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. Yeah, they picked Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. And he's was, not horrible, but he's not Justin Jefferson. Right. You see, Jalen Rager is a number two option. Justin Jefferson is a number one, clearly. Mm-hmm. So, like, no disrespect to Jalen Rager, but I'd rather have Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, and like... I um, mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, it, it, it's no-brainer. It is definitely a no-brainer. Well, I was going to ask. I, first thing I'll ask from the Eagles is please beat the Chargers because my Chiefs the past few years have been in the Super Bowl or in the AFC Championship. They've had kind of that championship swagger to them. Yeah. They've had, the, they've had every possible situation that could go either way go their way. Yeah. And this year, that they've either played horrible or they've had bad luck after bad luck. And I feel like they're kind of getting that swagger back with Jordan Love uh, playing instead of Rodgers. And then in, um, the Raiders with all their issues. And then Eagles are facing the Chargers this weekend. And I was going to say, please beat the Chargers because they don't have a rush defense. And they I don't. Guys don't rush a lot, but you still have Miles Sanders. You still got Jalen Hurts who runs quite well. So you guys might win this week. I didn't pick you guys to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if you guys do win. Yeah, like, um, and we're playing in Philadelphia. But yeah. um, to your Chiefs, I feel like, you know, you guys are just – you. the Chiefs just don't have a good defense this year. But, like, yeah. um, in my opinion, I yeah. don't see you guys missing the playoffs, honestly. 
Yeah. So, um, and I feel like this is just my opinion about uh, no, Patrick Mahomes. I think yeah. Patrick Mahomes is already a top ten quarterback of all time. It's just, it's just rare to see a guy like that fail in the NFL. I'm like, bro. Well, even Peyton Manning did it, and Drew Brees did it. But in this day and age, everyone expects you to be perfect twenty four seven. You can't mess up at all. Right. <laughs> I'll still take him over any quarterback in the NFL. Like I would too. There's a few others I would definitely argue it, but I would still take him over a lot. He's just kind of trying to figure out how to not because the past few years he's been able to do whatever he wants. Now he's trying to find the happy medium medium of okay, I can sling it. No, I need to take the check down and take the safe play. He's trying to find that happy medium, and it might take a bit. Yeah, it it might, but like um, um, I just don't. It's like you know everybody has their growing pains. As you can yeah. say, like, um, I remember Peyton Manning, like, you know, had a bad year. Yeah, his um, rookie year was like 30-year interceptions. Oh, my God, yeah. He and had and even Drew Brees, year. almost seven years in the league, led the league in interceptions one year. Exactly. I'm a, didn't he threw for 27 interceptions one year? I'm pretty sure if I'm thinking right, that was 2012. I might That number might be a little high. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure. And, and a guy like Brett Favre used to – throw interceptions like it's a, you know, hey, I'll throw an interception every, you know, game. And, like, you know, yeah, he's a, one of the all-time greats. So, like, you know, I mean, I don't think, you know. And even the Chiefs' defense is kind of coming around a little bit. They're not going to be great by any means, but they're finally coming around. But we'll see if it's enough to get them back into it. Yeah, like, I feel like the Chiefs will be fine. They'll be fine as long as Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. He, yeah. He's your Goku, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, next up, we'll go to NBA. Um, Miami Heat, that's your team. I can guess why it's your favorite team. I will in a second, but looking pretty good right now. One of the top teams in the East. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say them or the Bucks, maybe Chicago, um, are the top three to come out of the East to make it to the championship. Um, what's your opinion on them right now? And then what um, – what, made you become a fan of the team. I'm assuming it's Dwayne Wade and Eric Spolstra, but I'll let you take that. Okay. Well, um, Dwayne Wade is the reason why I became a Heat fan because he is my all-time favorite basketball player. And, like, um, I was like, man, in 2004, they was talking about LeBron and Melo, but they was not talking about Dwayne Wade until Shaq showed up in Miami. His highlights wasn't even shown in his rookie year. But, yeah. like, when Shaq showed up to, like, South Beach, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, there was this one particular game where uh, it was the Heat versus the Sixers, and he dropped 48. I'm like, this guy is really good. It's like Michael Jack. I said Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan and like, you know, in a faster mode, and, like, he's, like, so athletic and quick off the pick and roll. I'm like, yeah, this guy is really good. And when he – Won the championship in like 2006. I was like, yeah, this guy's my he's he's my favorite basketball player because like before it was like Allen Iverson, but yeah. like you know um, after that like Dwayne Wade was like, wow, this guy's just a beast. Like you know, if in my opinion, like if he didn't have like you know bad knees, I feel like you know. I'm no disrespect to like the Kobe Bryant, but he probably would have battled Kobe and the second greatest shooting guard of all time talk for real. 
in yes. my opinion. But in my opinion, he's third behind uh, Michael and Kobe. And hmm. um, it, it, that is that that I mean, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And um, going to the uh, with the Miami Heat, I am loving what they are doing right now because yeah. the year before, okay, they were coming off a championship, um, you know, not a run, but like you know, they were just at the championship, yeah, and like they only had like two months to get ready for the season, so they were already tired, yeah. They were like super tired, mm-hmm. and like you know, um, they made it to the postseason, but like they got swept. But now, you know, they made a few pieces, like you know, getting like Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker, and getting Dwayne Detman, and mm-hmm. um, you know, rearranging the roster. And I feel like, man, the way Tyler Hero is playing, I think I'm thinking like this kid might. Win MVP off the bench, but you yeah. know it's gonna be sixth man of the year. So yeah. like, man, I'm just excited because like I feel like, truthfully, when it comes to the playoffs, if Kyrie doesn't come back, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets want to play us. Honestly, I'm not trying to sound cocky or arrogant or anything, but I feel like they can actually beat Brooklyn. In yeah, I think they, I think they can too. Yeah, and uh, Milwaukee, like the first, I think it was like the first game we was playing against Milwaukee. We blew them by like we blew them out by like what thirty something points. Yeah, I was like wow. Now Milwaukee will be good, but I don't know if they they have the team to repeat. They could win another one in the next couple of years. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think um, Milwaukee. I don't want to say they got lucky. Mm-hmm. Because of you know the injuries of James Harden and uh, you know Kyrie Irving, I don't want to say they got lucky, but it, it was kind of like an easier ride to get to the championships to them. And yeah. like, just imagine if they would have played against, like, same with uh, the um, the Phoenix Suns. Like, just imagine if Anthony Davis wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. In the first series against, you know, the Suns. Like, would the Suns make it to the finals? I don't think so. I, For some reason, I still think Phoenix would have gone just because Lakers were kind of – I know they're already in the Western – or the – they're already deep into the playoffs, but they kind of, they're kind of already burnt out in a sense. But um, it's just kind of my opinion. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything against the Lakers. Um, it's just with the way their roster is built, I don't see them making a deep run. Uh, you talking about like this year, this year, and then even last year with the how with how burnt out they were from the year prior. Yeah, because like they year. were just coming off a championship. Yeah. Um, I feel like they can't. Like I still have them coming out the West, but the problem is with the Lakers. Okay, they have new addition of nine players on the team, like Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, DeAndre Jordan. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, like those guys. But um, and they got Rajon Rondo back. Um, I feel like they can win the championship. It's you know it's gonna take time. And uh, Russell Westbrook. The only way I feel like if as long as Anthony Davis and LeBron James are on the same team and they're healthy, I don't see nobody beating them. And yeah. 
Um, Russell Westbrook can't do Russell Westbrook things like turn the ball over. He has to be the third wheel, like the third guy. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like once they get everything like, you know, clicked together, I feel like they will be fine. You know, they still have some use. Right. It's too early to predict anything now. Yeah, like it's not even December yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I wanted to be, you know, the Lakers and the Heat in the finals again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Heat will be better prepared. I mean, like, you know, Tyler Just Hero. Just to get your revenge on him? Yeah, hopefully. Like, you know, Jimmy Butler get his revenge. Tyler Hero, he was just a, you know, a rookie. But now this guy, I he might be, you know, um, should be the starter for the team. Like, you know, he should start. But, like, you know, I feel like it's good for him coming off the bench. And Eric Spoelstra is doing a good job of, like, you know, him, having him in rotation with, like, you know, Jimmy and, uh, you know, Bam Alabayo. I, I just love that group. And adding, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, that is a big upgrade from, like, a Gordon Dragic last year. So, like, yeah, yeah. kudos to the Heat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to how they do. I've always been a big fan of Eric Spolstra. I'm not really I love basketball. I I mean I love all sports. Football and baseball are my top two favorites, but NBA I don't really have a team. I've said it on here before. If I have one, it's Sacramento because they used to be in Kansas City. Oh yeah. Um, the Kansas City that, Kings. Yeah. If anything, I just root for the like players, coaches. Yeah, I want Sacramento to do well, but if anybody ever asks, I just say, Oh, I'm waiting on Kansas City to get a team again. Which uh, I think they will again someday in my lifetime. I don't know how soon that is, but we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, like I'm rooting for guys like Eric Spolstra, Kevin Durant, um, yeah, Jim Butler, and then even the Bulls themselves because that's a nostalgia thing for me because I I just moved up to Illinois about mm-hmm. an hour away from Chicago. Oh wow, so, yeah, um, about an hour away from Chicago, and I have a Jordan and Kobe poster in my room. So seeing as soon as I move out here, the Bulls are maybe one of the top teams in the East, that'd be kind of cool to see, but. Oh my God. And, yeah. They look really good. Yeah. And well, you know, what's funny. I just bought a Michael Jordan uh, poster yesterday where he's like jumping over magic Johnson. And this was like his rookie year. I was like, wow, that's my favorite Michael Jordan, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, we got one more quick. I got one more question where I was going to bring up Aaron Rodgers. That's not something I want to get into. Cause Oh Yeah. We don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't. I don't want to ruffle feathers and say the wrong thing, in this day and age. Um, bring up you and I are both comic book fans. This is where the entertainment side comes into things. Oh yeah. Um, I like comics. I haven't read every single comic, but I'll go back and read like something specific, or look at what it was, uh, what where this hero started. Um, same with specific, specifically DC and Marvel. I'm not a fan of Naruto or anything like that. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh um, Naruto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, that's okay, more anime. I, oh, oh, well. Anyway, you get my point. I should have said that instead. Um, but I'm more of a DC and Marvel guy. Um, just to ask you about kind of the current landscape of the, um, at least their cinematic universes. Oh, yeah. What is your kind of your favorite right now? What are you look, most looking forward to on the DC and Marvel side? Like, cinematically oh. speaking. Cinematically oh. speaking. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Like, Wow. Uh, me and my friends are going to be uh, watching um, Eternals later. And, like, um, I saw it yesterday with my friend. This is going to be my second time. Watch- Th- this is the thing about me watching, like, you know, films like Eternals or, like, Shang-Chi. I like to watch it twice 
just to yeah. get a better understanding because DC and Marvel and the cinematic universes have Easter eggs. Yeah. Like, you don't pick up the first time, but like the second time, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. But um, I'm loving what DC is going because like they have the, um, well, I felt like the Justice League uh, Snyder cut was like impeccable. I loved it. Yeah, like, that basically um, uh, rose DC from the dead in their movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like all they had, like um, before was like okay, uh, Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman and uh, Gal Gadot as a uh, Diana and yeah. Aquaman was cool. Um, Suicide Squad. Um, the latest Suicide Squad was great. The first one was kind of eh. Yeah, um, the second one was great. John Cena was perfect as Peacemaker. By the oh, way, oh yeah, he was a great Peacemaker. Like <laughs> he was really good. I and, can't like, wait for his TV show to come out. Yeah, he's Max. coming out. Yeah, with one on. I think it's coming out on, on HBO Max. January, um, I love yeah. Ildris Elba as Bloodsport, but I wish they would have had him and Will Smith in the film together. Him yeah. as Deadshot and um, what's his name as, as Bloodsport, Ildris Elba. Um, mm-hmm. But the up and coming films with DC, like Shazam, I'm, I cannot. Uh, Shazam, I felt like the first one was good. They're coming out with a second one. Black Adam with The Rock, he's playing Black Adam. Um, the latest, uh, I know that's not part of the uh, DCEU, but yeah. um, the Batman film with Robert Pattinson, that's going to be well, great. Well, apparently that might end up being a part. Oh, if that is, then like, cool. Which, from a Marvel and DC standpoint, my personal favorites are Spider-Man and The Flash. So it's uh-huh. really cool to see Spider-Man on, on like popping off right now, and then The Flash popping off right now. So it's really cool to see. However... I was going to say, I think on the Flashpoint Paradox, I don't know if I'm right on this. I might have heard the rumor wrong, but I think Albert Pattinson might be in that movie because they're going all over all over the universes with all the Batman and stuff like that. Yeah, and Michael Keaton is going to be in the movie. And so is uh, Ben Affleck and maybe... Will, yeah, like, oh, I, you know what? The thing with Ben Affleck, people have been, been uh, giving Ben Affleck, like, you know, a lot of, you know, heat for playing Batman, but I like him as Batman. Yeah, he was really good as Batman and Daredevil. I thought he was perfect. Like, I mean, I know sometimes outside of his acting career, some people kind of judge him off that and are like, oh, no, this guy, he's he's he does this. He's not going to be a good Batman. I was like, well, let's take away what he does outside of his career and see how he does on screen. I think he was good. Right. Like, and, um, you know, as far as, like, a martial artist standpoint, I felt like he was the best Batman from, like, fighting, like, and mm-hmm. even... People will trash Batman versus Superman film, but that one fight scene when he's fighting all those guys and like in that, that building and he took a bullet wound and like people like you know gotta remember Batman's suit is bulletproof and yeah. he was just like kicking a lot of butt in the film, you know, and like and uh, what else about the talk? We talked about the MCU as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, the MCU. I love the MCU, and I cannot wait till the Spider-Man film comes out, which is coming out on Christmas. As soon as, well, that's the week before Christmas, the seventeenth. Oh, the seventeenth. Okay, that's yeah. even better because, like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, it's gonna be Christmas Eve, and family wants to spend time with you. I'm like, nope. Spider-Man yeah. is more important than family today. I don't want to uh, say that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like I just like Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Like you know. Um, he is just like, you know, 
like the best. Well, I don't want to say the best, but like, you know, he's just my personal favorite. And like, um, I like what Tom Holland is doing as yeah. him. Yeah. And like, they're going to have Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the films. So like, that should be pretty great. And like, man, MCU is going to be the MCU. They're going to, you know, give out, you know, Easter eggs, like I said before. Yeah. Like, um, if you haven't seen Eternals, like, I don't know too much about them, but I know they are, like, gods or some figure. But, like, you know, I think they're from Thanos' planet. I'm not yeah, sure. They are. Oh, they're from Thanos' planet. Uh, so, or like, that they're all related. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. spoilers on it already. Um, mainly because spoilers don't bother me to an extent. The only time it bothers me, if it's a major movie I'm waiting to see, or if it's a sporting event like I'm recording, and I have to go to the grocery store, and then I have to come right back. So, like, if I'm recording something there and somebody says, hey, Chiefs just won. Like, oh, I was going to go finish the game. That's different. Or, like I said, it's a major movie. But if it's a movie like Eternals, I'm not sure on yet. I'm kind of hearing everything and hearing spoilers. So, that way, I will go see it in the movies eventually. If not, I'm going to wait till it comes out on Disney+. Plus. It'll be out in less than two months anyways. So, it's not a big deal to me. But I did see Shang-Chi and then Venom already as well. Oh, yeah. That's what, yeah. Venom. I saw Venom and I saw, I think it's. It's pronounced a Shang Chi. Yeah, it might be, but like Shang Chi. That's was... right. I want to say Shang Chi for some. I, I keep saying these wrong. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, like, dude, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, deep. I'm not uh, MCU. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, uh Shang Chi was good. Venom was okay for what it was. I like yeah, the first. I know one some better. of Sony's movies are kind of if, but they have the. They also have that it factor, that wow factor to it, to where even if it's not good, it's still going to be good, if that makes sense. Right. It's kind of like we were talking. I was going to say, it's kind of like movies and quarterbacks. Even if they're not good one game, they're still good because they're that quarterback or they're that movie. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, um, I felt like, um, like I said, the Venom movie was good for what it was. I think, you know, there's two things about it. Like, um, Tom Hardy is like you know just perfect for the role. Yeah. However, I felt like um, the movie, the first movie and the second film should have been rated R because Venom is a very violent, you know, Marvel character. And yeah. like if you read the comics, it's like it's different than the you know the animated series from the nineties. Like he yeah. would just flat out eat people. And Carnage is like the equivalent, you know, version of the Joker, in my opinion, with Claytus Cassidy. My only like, thing, he's a he's just crazy. He's just psychotic. Yeah. And you know, say, my um, only thing is I thought we were gonna see Toxin in this, but we didn't. Right, right. Like, um, I felt like, you know, the movie was cool for what it was. I just went and watched that again. Yeah. You know, I mean, good CGI. Yeah, great CGI. CGI. Yeah, but but did you uh see the uh the ending of it? The post credit uh, scene. Yeah, those those were pretty good. That was that was perfect, and I'm kind of hoping we kind of get everything entangled here. Oh my! Because God. two things. So I've always been a big Spider-Man fan growing up. My dad would take me to the Spider-Man movies. My dad took me to the first one. My mom took me to the second one. And I think the third one I waited for it came out on DVD. I don't remember. I think my oh, my dad took me to the third one, actually. Anyways, and I've always wanted some sort of closure with Toby, uh, Toby McGuire's Spider-Man. So it looks like we might get that in No Way Home or at least some sort of piece yeah. of that. 
Yeah, because we was supposed to get a uh, we was supposed to get a Spider Man four, but like it got canceled. Yeah, that was because of writers and disagreements and just everything. It's yeah, but um, and then if you saw the Morbius trailer, oh my goodness, Tobey yes. Maguire's Spider Man um plastered as murderer with his costume on there. So I was like, oh, oh okay, well maybe we might get some closure. It's nothing against Andrew Garfield. It's just I grew up with Tobey Maguire. I was graduated from high school when Andrew's last movie came out. So yeah, Andrew Garfield was a he was a decent Spider Man. I just felt like the execution wasn't there. Yeah, his movies were. I think he was a great Spider Man. I I'd say he's up there with Toby. It's just the movies itself were kind of eh. Yeah, it was eh. You could have a great casting, with great you know you know actors, but if the movie is eh, it's you know the chemistry has to flow naturally. Yeah, that's my uh, that's kind of where I bring in the sports and entertainment hand in hand where. You can have this great TV show with all these great characters, but if nothing comes up, nothing comes up because there's no chemistry. Same with some sports teams, like with the Lakers this year. You and I were talking about them. Oh, they have yeah. all these great players. If nothing gels together, they're going to probably miss the playoffs. Same with, I'd hate to say it, same with your Eagles from that 2008 season, 2009 season, that dream team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. Oh, my goodness. Uh, please don't bring that up. Yeah, hey, just bring up the Chiefs 2012 season or every playoff loss of my childhood. Wasn't Alex Smith the quarterback? In 2012, no, but from 2013. 2012, it was Matt Castle and. Oh my God. Yeah, Matt Castle. Um, Damn, you said Matt Castle. I haven't heard that name in years. There was Matt Castle, (laughs) Brady Quinn, and there was one other in there. I don't remember who it was. But. Brady Quinn. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. I remember I was flying on a plane from Baltimore because I visit, visited my mom that for that Christmas, I think. And Chiefs had just played. And my brother and this lady were talking because my brother's a Ravens fan. I've been going, and since we're going up to Baltimore so much, he liked Ray Lewis and Ray, Ray Rice and Ed Reed. And so him and this lady were talking. He's like, Oh, you're a Ravens fan. Oh, yeah. She asked me, She's like, Who are you a fan of? I was a Chiefs fan. She's like, Oh, yeah. You guys have Brady Quinn. Ah, thanks, lady. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All um, right, well, that sorry, uh, and, and this was around 2012. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, a lot like, has changed. Like Joe Flacco was not even the quarterback for the Ravens anymore. <laughs> so much has changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's with the Jets now, isn't he? With the Jets, he's with the Jets again. Yeah, actually. Oh my gosh, he. First, he was signed to the Eagles. Then he got traded for, like, a think a fifth-round pick to the Jets. I don't know if he's worth a fifth-round pick anymore, but, yeah. Uh, I, and I, and I, if you – people could say what they want about Flacco, but he's statistically the greatest quarterback the Ravens ever had. <laughs> for now, Lamar will pass him up in, like, six years – or two years, but Prob- – Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, that's all we have for today. Um, don't don't want to take the uh, podcast on too long. I've listened to so many podcasts in my day where ninety percent of the interview is great, and the last twenty minutes they're not even talking about anything. They're just sitting there chopping it up. And I was like, okay, so what am I listening to? I can listen to this in the living room with myself and my brother. But yeah. um, we'll end that off on this. I'm sure I'll bring you on again. I'm trying to build this up to a point. What uh, one more question I did ask uh, have for you? I talked to you per- uh, personally about trying to build my podcast up, trying to email people. 
I've seen you post that you have a dream and you have a goal and you mentioned and you mentioned uh, promoting yourself, basically putting T-shirts out there. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've done anything with hats or anything like that, but um, you said you have a goal of of being on Eminem's record label, Aftermath or Shady Records. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's both. Have you reached out to anybody, like emailed, um, called anybody? Um, I know I don't know if there's like a customer service number, quote unquote. But have you done? Have you done that? Uh, as far as like reaching out to a label, yeah, like maybe in Eminem's label, not like Eminem himself, but his label. Uh, I think I reached out. This is like a few years back, maybe like in 2012, because like what I was doing, like was trying to, um, you know, send my you know, my album through, like, you know, uh, boxes is just email, not email, but just mailing to, like, record labels. And then they got rejected. But, um, you know, um, that's just, like, a lesson learned. Like, Well, yeah, you got to keep doing it, too, just because they reject you then, now 10 years later. Yeah, right. like, you know, um, what I would say is, like, you know, anybody who was, like, trying to, like, push their dreams or, like, you know, follow their dreams, like, push your brand, like, no one is out here gonna give you stuff for free. Like, wait, can I use like profanity on this podcast or like no? Uh, yes, just no f bombs and just try to keep it light. Okay, nobody's going to push this shit out there unless it's gonna be you. If you invest towards yourself, yeah, then, like you cannot lose. Like, you know, learn. Like, you have so many techniques out there that you can, you know, do, like, you know, use, like, uh, you have Google, you have YouTube, you have Instagram ads, you have Facebook ads, you have so many techniques, like, Mm -hmm. you can use anything, like, if you are, like, an artist, if you are, you know, trying to start off a podcast, and, like, you know, learn from, like, you know, people who are doing it as well. So, like, you know, build a team and, like, you know, have people that's, like, reliable, you know, that, well, you can rely on. And then, like, you know, the sky is the limit, space is the limit, and you could just do it for real. Like, you know, you can't lose, man. You just can't. Well, thank you for answering my next question because I was going to ask you kind of two more questions. If you had any advice out there, which you just did, if you had any advice out there for people trying to chase their dreams. Somebody wanted to be in music. Somebody wanted to be in a sports media, anything. You kind of got to put yourself out there. Now, uh-huh. a lot of these starter up stuff, I always had advice. If you want to start up somewhere and everybody says, right. you should at least work part time to build up some money for yourself uh-huh. and then put yourself out there more so you can pay for that. Like right now, I'm working just a normal warehouse job, nine to five or nine to six, technically, to uh-huh. get myself by and pay for ads and pay for this and pay for stuff like that. But right. uh, yeah, like, yeah, that's uh, the advice I was gonna ask, uh, ask you about to kind of tell to the listeners in case, right? You're like, gonna share it, I'm gonna share it eventually. I know there's a thing I can do with Google ads that I can do, so I'm gonna put that out there here pretty soon. Not if not this week, then next week. Um, yeah, yeah. like, uh, yeah, like, um, you know, um, you could do like if you are a hip hop artist and you are looking for like a record label, like to okay if you're trying to get into the record business this is like some true stuff if you are really trying to get into the record business know about 360 deals know about record contracts learn about what's important about your publishing your mastering like you have to understand like you if you're trying to just 
sign to a record label where you are, um, you know, just trying to get your uh, brand off, but, you know, it's not what it seems to be. And then, like, you know, they'll give you this loan or, like, you sign a record contract where they give you a loan and a million-dollar deal and you have to pay them all back. And then, like, you have to learn the business. You have to understand, like, you know, some of your favorite rappers that or favorite singers that was hot last year, you don't even hear them anymore. Like, it's fast food music these days. It's like, okay, it's a quick, quick burnout. Quick, quick gone. You you don't hear um, artists like like, um, that you hear from, like, maybe three years ago, two years ago, or even six months ago, like, um, you just got to push your brand out there. You, like, my best advice for any artist out there is to build leverage. Build your you own go. legacy. Do not follow anybody else's. Like, don't try to follow, like, a okay, a, you could admire somebody like a Jay-Z or Nas or Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, but don't try to you know, be them. be them or little baby or mega the styling and don't try to be them. Be yourself. That's the best advice I could give to any up and coming artist. Be yourself and people will follow. They will. All right. We'll end it off on that. Jay Swan or Josh. Yeah, Jay Swan, you know it. <laughs> point. However, that's all I have for today. And keep sports and entertainment. Thank you for listening. All right. Peace out. Thank you.